and then maybe in the next several weeks, and I, I don't know uh, exactly what I will title the week after this. Today, I've got this titled, Fix Your Eyes and You'll Fix Your Future. So if you fix your eyes or your focus, you're going to fix your future, what you're looking at and what you are believing for. My wife just did a small group not long ago, and, it, and uh, ladies came up with vision boards. In our office at home, we have a huge... Um, bulletin board around a frame and it's a vision board and she's now starting to post things on that board because what you put in front of your eyes what you fix your eyes on is is going to help walk out your future people that have made the difference that are successful or you're like i want to i want that to happen are people that fix their eyes on goals and dreams that god has given them so that they can have that in the future are you with me say amen to that because you need to fix your eyes on something so uh, what are we looking at? What do we spend a lot of time looking at? And, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I think everybody's guilty of I feel like I'm in the same place I was six months ago or last year or, or some maybe even longer than that. We have to understand it is what we've been looking at, what we are focusing on. And if you want it different, I'm going to show you some ways that can change your your eyesight or your focus and it will change your future. If you don't like where you are. You can look in the mirror and you can thank yourself because that's how you got there. But you can change that if and make some small changes. We're going to help you with that. And in the next several weeks, we may even talk about vision and how we can help with a God-given vision. And God can show you what you can do and that kind of thing. So Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says this. says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it, or now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I like this scripture because God is basically saying, I'm going to do something and you're going to know I'm doing it. I, I like, the, I mean, if there's a question there, but he's saying, and you will not know, I mean, you're going to know it. And there's times in, in my life, I know without a shadow of a doubt, nobody can tell me any different. God did this. I did this. It was a new thing for you. And I, and I did this. One of the first times that God used me and he healed this person, but used me to do it. Somebody turned to my wife and said, I didn't know he did that. And she said, I felt like Mr. Miyagi first time. Because, I mean, you know, that's one of those things. It's just like, I, I didn't do that. God did that. We've all experienced different things. Some, some of us have said, I've got some setbacks. I've had disappointments. I think everybody in this room could say, if I could go back in time and change something, I would. And I want to enjoy my life. But how many times do we want to go forward, but we spend a lot of time looking at the screw ups we did in the past? And the enemy makes sure that he reminds you of those kind of things. Je Jesus tells us in John 10, 10, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He goes on to tell us that our adversary, the enemy or the devil, seeks to steal, kill and destroy. And he wants to take away from the great life that God has for us. And so we've just, you know, I want to proclaim there's good life ahead of you. There's great life ahead of you. And if you buy into the lie that the enemy is saying, you're washed up, this is as good as it's going to get, you've bought into the wrong thing. God is greater than the enemy. Say amen to that. He's greater than the enemy. There's nothing, I mean, let's, let's just be honest. God didn't even get off his throne to kick the dude out. Okay? He sent some of it, you know, hey, go, go take care of my light work. But the problem is, we give the enemy a lot more credit than he needs. And we give him a lot more place. So I'm going to help you, hopefully. How many in this room have ever made a New Year's resolution? Me too. 
You know, this year I'm going to spend more time in prayer. I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to get more involved in church. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the list could go on and on. And so do we do those things? And sometimes we start out meaning, and there's nothing wrong with having a goal or a, you know, I'm going to make this change. But we know that life still comes at you. And there's things that happen. You know, if you want to lose weight, and, and we, I know how that is. There's, somebody's always having a party. Somebody's always saying, let's go here. Somebody's always saying, I brought you over a pizza. There's always going to be those things. I mean, so, and, and there's sometimes you can make allowances for that, and that can happen. That's good. That's cool. That's fine. But there's other times you have to be like, you know what? I appreciate that, but I got to pass today. Man, every t- it seems like every time I fast, that's when people come out of the woodwork. Pastor, I came today. I want to take you to a Chinese buffet. I love Chinese food. I want to go to a Chinese buffet. But today probably wouldn't be the good day to do that. So, hey, can I get a rain check or those kind of things? But, I mean, we know what that's like. So, are you determined? How determined are you? And there's times that it's okay because we can get ourselves so legalistic that we can't do anything we can't have any fun we can't do any they're saying the other day we we went out and we were trying to watch what we eat but we were not in a position it was we weren't in control of of all of that what was happening so we had to make the best choices of where we were for the food so you just made the best choices of what we did we all did well put that behind you move on are you with me there's going to be times that you're like, I can't, you know, you might be in the car and everybody says, hey, we are going and we are getting some sliders, which is White Castle. I didn't have any of that. So just, so you know, but and that's where everybody's going. And you either have to decide I'm not eating or could they take me somewhere else or how am I going to do this? What else do they offer or do I need to eat like maybe one slider? Or, I mean, and that's your choice. You, you have to determine that. what I'm telling you is life is still going to come at you. You have to focus and say. What do you really want for your future? What are you what are you after? We have to take responsibility for where we are the choices that we've made our decisions have got us where we are today Um, If we decided to follow god Then we can keep moving forward in the right direction. God's always going to lead you in the right direction He'll never lead you in the wrong direction Isaiah said we have to leave the past the past God is more interested about your future than the mistakes you've made in the past. As a matter of fact, if you've asked for forgiveness for those mistakes and put those under the blood of Christ, he's not remembering those. He chooses to forget those and move forward. So why would we remember those ourselves? Can I just say the enemy's good at reminding you of how bad you are? He's not a very nice... Well, he's the enemy. That's why we call him slime. So, okay. Look what God did for Israel. Check this out. I mean, he split the sea for them. He led them by a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. He gave them food, manna, quail. He gave them water from a rock. He didn't let their clothes wear out. They didn't get sick. All of the, I mean, this is like amazing. And for years. But the enemy would still remind them. Well, remember when you're back in Egypt? Remember those leeks and onions? He'll still try to get you back, even when it was some people like, have you ever met anybody that likes to stay in misery? Because they're just comfortable there. That's all they've known or that's all they believe for. And they, I don't know why. And um, us looking on the outside, or if you're on the outside looking, you're like, what? 
Can't you see there's life past that? Sometimes they just can't get that. They need a breakthrough from God. I want us to look in the same direction. I want you to see, fix your eyes on your future. I want you to focus that whether you're in like, Brett, you don't even know, man. You don't even know the garbage I've been through. I don't have to know the garbage you've been through. I know the God that can make and move away the garbage that you've been through. So I can tell you there is a way where there seems to be no way. If we can get an agreement, then faith can be released and you can get past your past. There's a message there. I know somebody's preached that, but it just sounds good. You can get past your past. Focus and fix your eyes and you can fix your future. Give your neighbor a fist bump and do it burgers and fries style, you know, burgers, fries. That's what I'm saying. Why am I talking about food? I'm telling <laughs> never mind. I don't want my wife to even answer that one. <laughs> Here's number one. Okay, here we go. Number one, don't be a fault finder. We got to take responsibility for ourselves. Don't be a fault finder. If we want a new viewpoint, then we got to stop making excuses for the things that we've done wrong. At least own up. I mean, I know it takes two to tango. I get all that. But at least for your part, just say, you know what? Here's my part in this. Yes, this was wrong. I made a mistake here. And they said, well, Brett, this is why. And this is this. Yeah, I get all that. That's fine. We're not talking about all that. We're talking about you. So just own up to you. Stop blaming other people. Quit being the victim. There are people that are good at that. They live their life as a victim all the time. Brett, you don't know. Other people can hurt you. Yes, they can. Other people can scare you. Yes, they can. They can scar you. Yes, they can do that too. Maybe they let you down. Maybe they broke your trust. Maybe it's because your trust is maybe too much in the wrong place. But listen to me, and I need you to hear this. They do not have the power to ruin your life. You are the only person that can ruin your life. Think about what I just said. Nobody else can do that without your permission. You really can't get offended unless you choose to get offended. You can let it bounce off your back, or you can absorb it and be like, okay, you want to dance? The party's on. Let's go. Let's dance. It's up to, I mean, you can decide. You have to choose. The Bible says to be honest. Accept responsibility for your actions. Proverbs 28, 13. He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. So here's our starting point. Quit blaming. My father was an alcoholic. You don't understand. He left us when we were little or my this or my parents did that. Whatever the case is, I get it. I'm not making that little, but I'm saying from this point, quit blaming. Start where you are. Use what you got and do what you can. So just say, you know what, God, no matter what's happened to me, you're greater than that. You're bigger than my problems. You're bigger than all of this stuff. I just read a little story, you know, of this guy that you would you know him when I tell you his name was in prison for pushing drugs, selling and pushing drugs, saying you can't do this. You can't do that. Da, 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 da. And he decided he's a life changing moment, said, I'm going to take responsibility for being the screw up. I've been I'm going to change. And then he decided he wanted his own TV show. And and Walt Disney approached him. Several times Disney approached him and said, we want this, we want this. He turned it down and he said, I want, I, this is what I want. This is what I'm focused on. 
this is what I believe, and you know him as Tim Allen in Home Improvement. One of the biggest stars today. Now, I don't know his life as a Christian. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this principle, Christian or not, you need to start saying, I'm going to quit blaming. I'm going to accept my responsibility. I'm going to move forward. Problem is we live in a society where people don't like to admit when they're wrong. The number one reason we fail is because we're looking or we're focusing on is not is not solid to take the hits that life brings it it is easier it's just easy instead of saying you know what i did that wrong i'm sorry i did that wrong it's just easier to blame the bible says there's wisdom in the counsel of many proverbs 15 says that without advice plans fail and without god we talked in the beginning we're not anything pride always leads to destruction and we are all individuals that put our pants on the same way, one leg at a time. Proverbs 24.10, you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Can I say this? Failure is the path of least resistance. Often during, when times are tough, during trying times, we stop trying. We give up. And that's the thing. And I've heard this over and over. When I get, and God gives me a message to give, then I I've always hear something confirm it. I've heard another minister just say this. If, if the enemy can't take your dream, if he can't get to you, and st- then he'll just try to wear you out. He'll just, try to wear, he'll just try to wear you down. So you're just like, whatever. I don't care anymore. I'll just, I'm just going to roll over. I'm just not going to try today. He just wants to wear you out. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Good advice. If at first you don't succeed, welcome to the human race. If at first you don't succeed, you're normal. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. That's just a little Three Stooges humor just to keep you awake. <laughs> All right. Let me just tell you, very few people make it on the first try. Very few people make it on the first try. Often we give up when success, my wife said, she didn't even know. Success is just around the corner. If you're being fought, like, I mean, like, this is crazy. It's just getting worse and worse. Can I tell you? That's because you're closer than you've ever been. You are so close to what God is wanting to do. Don't give up. Fix your eyes. Focus on your future. You're never a failure until you give up. Most people who are good at making excuses rarely are good at anything else. That's their, hey, I'm, you know, what are you good at? I'm good at making excuses. <laughs> I'm just not even going to go there. <laughs> Here comes point two. What does the mirror say? Take an inventory of your life. Look in the mirror. What'd you do wrong? Don't major on it. What'd you do wrong? Just, okay. Has it been forgiven? Did you confess it? You give it to God. Did you learn anything by your mistake? Failure can either be uh, your friend or it can be your foe. It can be your enemy or it can be, you're like, how can failure be your friend? Did you learn anything? I mean, if you didn't learn anything, you'll just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. But if you learn from it, then you can, it could be your friend as far as, I'm not doing that again. That was too painful. Learn from it. Or lose from it and repeat it. When you're taking inventory, ask yourself four questions. Here's questions you can just talk to yourself about. 
Number one, what have you learned? What have I learned? Number two, where am I now? Number three, who can help me? Number four, who can I help? So what have I learned? I don't want to repeat the same thing. So did I learn from it? Okay, I'm not going to do that. Where am I now? Do I have my health? Do I have my friends? Start focusing on what you have instead of what you don't have. What you can gather and say, you know what? Here's what I've got. Here's the good things I have. Instead of what, what you lost or whatever, focus on what you got. Who can help me? Who's going to be, who can you be accountable to? Who can help you in that? Um, church family, another person, your family, a coworker, whoever. The Lord will never leave you or forsake you, but who can help you? And then number th- the last one, who can I help? Many times, I, and I, can, I know I could get a witness here, when you are so caught up in yourself, you just stay self. But if you can say, who can I help? And God will say, listen, help somebody else. You'll start understanding that if I start serving, God starts helping me. I mean, not that he wouldn't help you anyway, but it just starts happening. Here's point number three this morning. Put your hand to it. Everybody say, in faith. The Bible says that the key to changing anything is faith. If you want to change your circumstances, the, the stuff around you, it's going to take faith. If you want to change your personality, it's going to take faith. If you want to change your spouse, I can't help you there. No. It's going to take faith. But you know how many times, quit trying to change your, your spouse or your family. Change, God will change you. And you just give that to God and let God deal with that. But it's going to take faith. If you want to change anything in your life, it's going to take faith. And then comes the work part, putting it in motion. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Do not doubt. And then, God, let me put my hand to it. What do you want me to do? How do I act out what you've asked me? How do I, how do I start walking out what I've confessed, what I believe, and what I don't doubt? Jesus said in Matthew 9, according to your faith, it will be done to you. According to your faith, it will be done to you. That's pretty powerful. We get what we expect. Or let's put it this way. We get what we believe. I mean, Kim and I were just talking yesterday, and one of the statements she said, and it was so true, she said, you know, right at this time, we weren't in faith. And why some things didn't happen the way, because we weren't in faith. We get what we believe. We get what we expect. When we are in faith, and we expect, and we are doing, and walking, confessing, believing, do not doubt, we get it. According to your faith, it will be done to you. Not mine, yours. Your faith. We have to look, God, what do you want me to look at? What do you want me to focus on? Because we're each accountable to what we believe and what we see and then what we do from that. Isn't that amazing? God is looking at each of us and saying, I've got a great destiny for you. I've got a great plan for you. Will you look at me? Will you look my way? I want to show you this. So many times we're so busy trying to do the work of the Lord we forget the Lord of the work. I mean, we just, we just kind of leave him second place. What are you expecting, better or worse, or the same? Sometimes, you know, I've had people that have just said this, and, I, and I, I don't understand it. I don't know if they were just doing it to impress people. I had a guy stand up in service and said, God has blessed me so much. We got so much blessing coming. It's coming from every direction. I mean, I just wish he'd turn it off. I just wanted to go, what is the matter with you? I mean, I'd be like, God, get me more containers because the more you bless me, the more people I can help. The more I can do, the more people can go, Brad, how'd that happen? I can be like, I don't know, dad's good. 
I heard Jesse say, if you get mad at me because I'm blessed, he goes, not my fault. I want, I want that. God, I just want to be a blessing, so anything that you want me to do, I, I got it. You, you're my resource, and I can do that. Do you want better than what you have now? Or do you just want the same? I have people, you know, I've had people say, all I want is just enough to pay my bills and just to get by. Okay. But I hope you don't get mad at me because that's not what I want. I want more than enough. I want abundance. Yes, I want overflow. I want to be able to, the Lord say, you see that person over there? Yeah, go give them $500. Okay. I want that kind of blessing. I want stuff to be like, yep, mm -hmm, we can do that. God, whatever you tell me, we can do that. But you can't have that if you're not looking at God. If you're not focusing your eyes on your future. God, what do you have for me? Can I tell you, beloved, nobody else, nobody else is like you. Nobody. In this whole world of billions of people, you are the one and the only person he made just like you. That's it. Fingerprint, I don't care. Well, I'm an identical twin. Happy for you, but you're still different. Your fingerprint is still different. God still has a destiny for you. If you decide to act in faith, you're going to change your outcome for better. I don't want to repeat the same things I've done wrong. See, the faith that we're talking about is not dead and lifeless. It's coupled with God's help because his word rides on it. Did you know God's word doesn't come back void? If God has given me something and given me a destiny and he's saying, I could say it's written, that means it's going to happen. That's what that means. If I can, and he's told me, all I, I can declare it, believe it, confess it, don't doubt, it's happening. Sometimes we ask for something and expect to get nothing and we get what we expect. Oh, Lord, I want this. I really don't think you'll do it, but I want it. And I think we all are that. I don't think it doesn't matter if you're the, there's how many times have you ever believed for something? It was no problem. And then there's another area in your life you want to believe for. And it's no problem for somebody else. But for you, for whatever reason, there's a block. As I did a whole series called Blessing Blocker, but there's just something. It's just like I, I, I got to wrap my faith around it, but I can believe it for someone else. But for me, it's just like that's an area that's tough. I want breakthrough faith. I want to expect to get what God says. doesn't matter what it is. I don't know about you, but I, I've had a lot of pity parties in my life. Have you? Nobody RSVP'd for it. Nobody's coming. <laughs> so if I have another one, nobody will show up. God's not going to show up for that. I mean, he'll be with you, but he'll be like, hmm. You know, I've seen teenagers say this as a youth pastor for years. They'll tell me that and adults have said it too. Have anybody ever said this? Life is unfair. <laughs> you almost want to go if you've lived a little bit. Nobody said life was fair. Welcome to wake up. Yes, because sometimes it just doesn't appear to be fair. Things happen. This person's not serving or they're not doing. How come that happened to them? I've been doing this. And how come it didn't happen? That's not fair. How come they got that and I didn't? We don't know all of the circumstances that are involved in that. God does. I just leave that stuff up to him. My destiny's tied with God. What I fix my eyes on is going to start fixing my future. 
You see, if I'm just like, God, I don't understand. I don't understand why. Why? How come it's been this long? Why is this? Why aren't that? You know, then maybe it's some of those things. Again, quit playing the blame game. What did I do to get me out of where I needed to be? Help get me back under. God, I don't understand. But if I can stand under, I trust you. And if you'll show me, I'll do it. I'm not going to do what I did before. The rearview mirror in your car is very small. It's a rear view mirror, right? Yeah, I said that right. Rear view mirror. And your windshield is very big. Your front windshield. I know that sounds silly, but you're to look ahead. Your future is very big. If you look behind, it's very hard to control when you go behind. And all you do is look back at past and all of that. What am I fixing my focus on? What are my eyes fixed on? Brett, I'm not happy about my past. Can I tell you? I'm not happy about my past. There's some things I like about my past. There's some other things that I'm like, Brett, you, you have just, this is stupid. I cannot focus on my stupidness. I'm going to catch a fox and cut his tail off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> George is my friend. I can't focus on that. Because I've been stupid before. But what I have to focus on is, thank God, I've learned from something as stupid as it was. I'm not going to be stupid again. Because I've learned from that. And, oh, my God, thank you for showing me. And so now my destiny, my future is getting brighter and brighter every minute, every day, every hour. My kids have something to look. Are you with me? I'm telling you, I don't care what you've done. God's got a great future for you. Give the Lord a praise for that. Some people live our life just waiting on the other shoe to drop. Well, this happened. I just can't. Well, you know, almost like with that Eeyore mentality. Well, I knew we'd never make it. You know, that kind of thing. I'm just like, ah. Did you ever know that people that are positive, they attract positive people? People, I mean, you need to get around people that are speaking life, that are saying, you know, get around people that are doing what you want to do. Focus on today and you can secure your tomorrow. Focus on today and secure your tomorrow. If you don't, you won't, and you'll start wasting your life and have no one to thank but yourself. I wish I wouldn't have done that. Well, we all have those. Look what they did to me. We all have those. You're only going to make yourself miserable. Whatever you focus on is what you reproduce in your life. So what are you looking at? What are you staring at? What are you putting inside you? According to your faith, it will be done for you. Learn from your mistakes. Real success is built on failure. Failure is the way you become a success. Think of that. Just kind of a new twist on that. Well, I failed. Great. Don't do it that way again. Do it a different way. Figure out what doesn't work. Edison figured out that like about 2,000 times, 1,999 times how a light bulb doesn't work. And here's the one way it does work. You ever did something over and over again, you're like, mm, that's not right, mm, let's change that, mm, let, let me do this. That's how they figure things out, because they do it and go, there's got to be a quicker way. If you ever went somewhere and go, I got here, but it took me an hour and 20 minutes, but Google says I can get here in an hour and five, because there's another route. Life is like that. You can do something and go, okay. 
But God might say, I've got a better way. Save you time. Save you sweat. But see, in the earth curse system, we just chase. But in God's kingdom, we listen and we do what he says. And it's a very different thing. Don't call it failure. Call it education. I learned. I like that. Life is about perception. Optimistic, negative, positive or negative. A lot of people don't like to do things because they get afraid. But if you learn and change, your outcome will be different. Ask God for guidance. Show me, God. Show me a better way to do this. You know, sometimes just a, there's just a better way. Recipes, different. I hear I go about food again. <laughs> Never mind. There's good. Okay. Moving on from food. How do we get rid of fear and failure? Well, We'd say faith, because that's the opposite of fear, is faith. We have to do it sometimes afraid. That's what Joyce Meyer would say. I'm not comfortable. I don't have to be comfortable. God never said again, life isn't always fair. You don't have to be comfortable. But it's your faith. Your faith. Well, Brett, if I do it by faith, does it mean I won't ever be afraid? No. It means Amity's going to always try to do those kind of things. But your faith can override that. Your faith can, can get bigger than that. Your faith can clobber your fear. Proverbs 29, 25 says, Fear of a man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's number four. I'm going to try to get through. I've got, we, I think I can get through all of these today. Uh, number four is refocus. We've got to refocus our thinking. So just like a camera would have to, you know, if you move that shot, You've got to refocus that in. You need to refocus what you're thinking. So we've got to change the way we think. We've got to start saying, okay, I'm not the victim. I, I'm not, you know, it doesn't matter what my past is. I can change my future by, by tying into God and looking that way. Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. See, the way we think determines how we feel. The way we feel determines how we act. So if we change our mind, we change our actions. If you're fear, you know, you're full of fear and you're depressed, you tend to act that way. You tend to speak that way. You think those thoughts and then your actions follow that. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So if you're continually haunted by past memories, just know who's haunting you with those. Who's throwing those at you? But you are the one that chooses to dwell on them. You choose. If you're bothered by them, you know that you gave them permission to bother you. I know this sounds kind of hard, but I'm just trying to do it as best as I can. You are letting that take space in your brain. You are letting yourself get bothered by things that now you have given to God. He's forgiven and he wants to move you forward, but you can't get past your rear view mirror. So how do we do that? I'm going to give you three quick things that can help you retrain your brain. Give your neighbor a, a high five and we'll give these three out of the way and we'll finish this up. <clears throat> Confession. Tell God what you're dealing with. Tell God what you're, you know, this is the thoughts I'm having. You know, tell him, tell him where you're wrong. You know, if you haven't repented from it, repent from it. Confess it to him. Get rid of it. God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to think about that anymore. Because the enemy will still try to make you feel guilty of something you've already gotten forgiven for. Amen. He'll do it. Condemnation. He'll do it. He'll just beat you up with that. Number two, look ahead, not behind. 
So if you're going to pull, you know, if you're going to pull weeds, put flowers there. Okay, think about it. If you're going to pull the weeds, you're going to get rid of the junk, then put some good stuff there. Then put some stuff in there that, that's going to be good that you can dwell on. Get some word, get some scripture, and that's going to be point number three. But number two, quit focus on what happened. Focus on what you're wanting. Focus on what you're believing for. Focus on how you see yourself. If you're fat, focus on how you look when you're skinny. If you don't have any muscles, picture yourself as Schwarzenegger, if that's what you want. You know, I mean, what, what are you focusing on? If you want a vacation, where do you want to go? Focus on where you want to go. How are you going to get there? Focus on that. I don't have a car. Focus. Then say, God, we need wheels. I, last I knew, we can't fly. I mean, not yourself. So focus. Look ahead, not behind. Get your attention on something else. When I was a little kid, I'd get, I'd get scared. Or as I would say as a kid, I'd get a scared. I'd go tell my mom, Mom, I'm a scared. And she, this is what my mom, my mom would Pollyanna anything. Anybody that knows my mom, she could Pollyanna, I mean, she's, she's incredible. But this is what she could, you know, she would tell me. She would say, quit thinking about what's scaring you and start thinking about something that you like. Now, what she's telling me is she, in my, at, at six years old or seven years old, she's trying to tell me in my language, saying, what do you like? What brings happiness when you think about that? And I'd tell her, well, I, I like I like Christmas. And, and see, my kids to this day, I, I listen to Christmas music almost year-round. Why? Because it makes me happy. I like that. It makes me feel good. It reminds me of when I was a, a kid and good times with our kids when they were little and, and all of that stuff. So she would say, replace those thoughts with something that you like, that's godly, something that's good. What's the best thing then? God's word. That's number three. Saturate yourself in God's word. Everybody wants to be happy and successful. Psalm 1 talks about that. Meditate on God's word. That's going to help you become that way. You know how to worry, you know how to meditate. People all the time, I don't know how to meditate. Yes, you do. If you can worry about something, that's meditation. So now put that worry on something good. Pull the weed, plant a flower. God, what do you want me to do? It is written. You know, and then and start declaring, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, do not doubt. See, and you're like, Brett, I see a pattern here. Yes. Okay. You're just rehearsing God's word and, and you're putting it in your mind. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're building your faith. You're going to take care of all this. You know, the Bible doesn't say if you read this book, you'll be happy and successful. If you listen to it, it just says if you meditate on it. I mean, you need to read it. You need to listen to it. But it's telling you you need to think about it. You need to be putting it in and letting it do what it does. Here's number five, and we'll finish this up. Number five is move forward. You're going to need to trust God to help you succeed. You cannot do this on your own. If you could, we wouldn't need God. You need God's help. You need his direction. You need to depend on him. That's, you know, if you could do it on your own, we wouldn't be talking. Because that's why we failed, right? We need God. Some people just don't get it. They do the same thing over and over again. Have you ever tried to help someone and it's never enough? Anybody? Okay, we've done that even as a church. We've helped people and helped people and helped people. And after a while, we're just like, okay, I can teach you. I can give you food for a meal or I can teach you how to eat for life. So that's going to be my, I'm going to say, let's figure this out. Let's help you eat for life. So there's going to be, we've got to say, God, I need your word. I'm going to saturate. I'm going to help and do what I can do. Uh, 
That's basically, you know, what we have to do. If you're finding this is just not working, if the horse is dead, dismount, find another ride. Can't go forward, uh, you know, then God, what do you want me to do? Show me another way. How can I get to this? You know, if it's a family member, Lord, show me, help me or, or yourself. Help me to meditate on your word. Give me another scripture. What else are you looking uh, for me for my destiny? If I do the same thing, I get the same result. If I get a different result, then I have to change something different to get that different result. Does that make sense? If I do the same thing over and over again every day. Now, if it's the right thing, you have to do that. But let's just say it is the right thing, but it's but in this attack, it's not doing anything. What if God said, hey, I got something else that'll help you get there better. Would you like to do it or would you like to just keep doing the same thing? I'm like, God, give me the give me the thing. Whatever you tell me, that's what I'll do, because I can get a different result if I can get results that will. Oh, yes. How many know people like to be successful? And sometimes we put unrealistic goals on each other. I'm going to lose 70 pounds in a week. I don't know if even liposuction can do that for you. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, let's be realistic and say, God, it didn't take me a week to get this way. But I'm going to give you this every day. Show me what you want me to do. Are there going to be times that I mess up or fail? Probably. But God, show me and let him show you. And then you can declare his word and watch things start to happen. And I'm going to finish this up. Zechariah says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. God specializes in do-overs. Isn't that awesome? You get saved, do-over. Jesus, give me another shot at this. You do something wrong, do-over. Brad, I really messed up. Do-over. You can go to God and say, God, I just need, I need to fix this. Do-over. I did it again. How about people that you just like, Lord, you know, if you're a parent, can I just slap my children? But no, you can't. They'll come and get you for that. Well, you shouldn't anyway, I guess. So do over. Lord, show me what I can do. How can I do, you know, whatever that is, give that to God and let God help you with that. If you've been saved a long time but haven't given everything over to God, then today is the day to fix your eyes, fix your focus, and you can fix your future. Would you bow your heads, please?